You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. I'm trying to put out as much like funny, lighthearted content right now while we're all quarantined so we can all like laugh and stop fighting with each other because like I swear I'm going to... Um, I'm going to end up losing my mind if I keep having to fight with people on Facebook. I go on Facebook for like two minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a little work break and see if like anybody's posted anything funny. And then everyone's just like ready to kill each other. But I mean, we're all locked up in our houses. That's why I'm fully stocked with vodka. Um, I'm excited to now be upping No Filter for the rest of this month up to three times a week. We're going to be coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I have some very special um, old Bravo guests. I don't know if you're going to love them or you're going to hate them or you're just going to love to hate them. Um, I can't spill anything yet, but I just want you to stay tuned for this Friday's episode. We're going to be playing some fun Housewives games today and breaking down the latest news that's happened since Monday because there have been a couple of things and we're going to be dissecting them. And I couldn't be doing this without... My very, very special friend that I used to host the Real Housewives of New York after show with. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Please welcome my pal, Chelsea Stark-Jones. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm so happy we finally were able to coordinate something. (laughs) I mean, granted, Chelsea and I have been trying to make this happen for like months. But now that we're both quarantined to our homes, we can actually (laughs) we actually have time to do it. Um, We're social distancing podcasting. It's awesome. See, you can still podcast and social distance (laughs) at the same time, people. Um, How are you you doing? You know, I'm doing great. I I think I love that you're upping your your podcast every time of the week because I really think people need content that doesn't have to do with this whole thing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. It's been fun to kind of just, you know, chill for a little bit, not have too many responsibilities. Yeah, right. um, and just watch watch some TV and try to try to also stay active. I think that's the biggest obstacle and hurdle for me so far is like you're in your PJs all day and you don't want to go out and run, but like you probably should. Oh, you have no <laughs> breathe idea. Breathe some fresh air. <laughs> I have not washed my hair in way too damn. Like it's gross. Like, but but I'm like like my stubble is just like grown out on my face and my hair just like needs to be washed. But I'm like. Nobody's really seen me other than on Instagram, and I just have to put on the pretty filter, and I'm good. It's yeah, bad. well, for for me, the best thing is I love face work, so mm. I've been I've been doing a lot of self care. So yeah. you know that's been that's been my my uh, like thing to do to pass time, I guess, is masks, nails, um, yeah, just beautifying myself for the inside of my apartment. Yeah, and it's also given us like a good time to like. W- re-watch a lot of old Bravo. Yes. Yes. I think I'm going to start with Atlanta mm. and start at season one. Um, I love Atlanta. And I don't know, like, I love Roni. I love Beverly Hills. But the Atlanta women, like, always make me laugh. And I feel like they're a little bit underrated. Um, but Atlanta, I think I'm going to start season one Atlanta uh, this week for sure. Okay, I need maybe I should actually start with the only so the only ones I actually actively watch are Jersey, Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, New York, a little bit of OC. I feel like there's okay. one more that I'm missing though. And I do, yeah, I definitely don't watch Dallas. I've seen clips of it and I definitely don't watch Atlanta. I've seen clips of it, but I'm like now I should probably actually invest in them now that I have some extra time. 
Oh yeah, I love Atlanta. These women, I mean, they they fight dirty, but they make you laugh so That's hard. Like they are so funny, and so I'm gonna take it back to season one. All right, I think yeah, I think I'll have to join you on that one. Um, okay, so let's break down some of the news that's been circulating. First up, a lot of people are saying this isn't this wasn't so much a headline, but it's more of just like chatter that I've seen on social media, and that's about Andy Cohen. Yeah. And people are like, Andy Cohen needs to retire. Like people are not happy with his performance. Oh lately. my! So okay. the they're they're saying that he looks really irritated during the reunions, and that he just also doesn't seem like he's really enjoying or paying attention to. His guests on Watch What Happens Live. Have you noticed sure. a change in his behavior? I've kind of noticed it. He just seems a little more irritable, and I get that. Like he's a new dad, so he might be like a little tired, maybe. Yeah. What are you I thinking? I for sure, I for sure see it on the reunion. Yeah. Like I will say, the last, gosh, it was the last couple reunions. Like he has just been a little bit more testy, and I feel like also just throwing a lot more shade at women and like putting them in their place. Um, a little bit more. Uh, with Watch What Happens Live, I, I don't know if I would say he seems suspicious. I, I haven't noticed that on Watch What Happens Live, but I definitely are reunions. And I understand, like, those are, like, long days, and he's dealing with so many egos. So, like, I could see how his patience could run thin with, like, taping reunions year after year. I don't know how he does it. But, I mean... What would Bravo be without Andy Cohen hosting these reunions and watch what happens live? Like, I can't imagine anyone else doing it. I know. They would have to, like, bring in somebody new altogether. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely hear I hear the complaints about the reunions. And I think, I, think he could, I think he could be a little bit better with that. But, like, also, like, I can't fault him. Like, some of the things these women are doing and saying and demanding and whatnot. And you know what I also think, too? I find it really fascinating, especially with the women that have been on the show for so long, like have a really deep relationship with Andy. And they have, uh, he has to be able to draw the line of like being your friend and being your boss. And I think at times too, the women may try to take advantage of that. Like the Bethany's, the Teresa's, the Nini's and Vicky's like, so I, I, I could like I just feel like it's a lot for him to juggle and balance. It's but I think he's the perfect person to do. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, it's not just New York and New Jersey and OC. Like now we have all these other franchises and all these other spinoffs from the franchises like Lisa Vanderpump and Kim Zolciak that have, you know, that were housewives and now they have their own shows that are still bringing in money for Bravo. So like, it's really a polit. Like I, like he has the, um, what is it? His, his Christmas party where he doesn't allow any of the housewives to attend. So like, you know, you have to kind of set those barriers. But I was listening to a interview that Carol from New York did with Heather Mm -hmm. McDonald on Juicy Scoop. I listened to the same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) she and she was saying that, like, she was a friend of Andy's before the show. And so she always used to get invited to the parties. And then eventually he had to stop inviting her because she became a housewife. And that had to be like a standard rule that no housewives are allowed to attend these parties. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that definitely definitely would be hard it's just like you especially because he's so likable like why wouldn't you want to hang out with andy cohen all the time and i feel like if i were a housewife like just starting out on a franchise like that would be my goal is to get in with andy but like 
I know that he's my boss at the same time. Like there would be like this, you know, so it's, it, I feel like his, his job is so hard, but there's really no one else that could do it. Like he's forged these relationships with these women and they trust him so much. Like, I don't think we would get the same result with anyone else hosting these reunions if it were someone else. Like they trust Andy and they feel comfortable with him. And I think that's like such a big part of like doing these types of productions too is like when you want someone to be really authentic, like it has to be someone that sets of people trust, you know? Agreed. Um, so you don't think it's time for him to retire then? No, not at all. Like, and no, I think he's killing it. I think he's doing his thing. And he's going to be like Barbara think- Walters with dementia on The View when she was like on her way out. <laughs> Yes. I don't know if he'll if he'll take if he'll wait that long. Or maybe you know what? Maybe he's just grooming baby Ben to oh. to take over <laughs> in a few years and it'll just stay in the family. <laughs> so I have an interesting theory and I want to know what you think about it. I think that potentially with everybody in Bravo World right now, the only uh-huh. person I could potentially see being somewhat of a replacement to Andy would be Dale, uh, Danny Pellegrino. What do you think? Oh, you know what? I'm honestly, uh, I'm not the biggest Danny Pellegrino fan. Um, I feel like, first of all, like I feel like he's very biased in his Bravo breakdown. <laughs> so I'm not like, I, I feel like it has to be someone that's almost an outsider, but like someone outside, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking Jerry O'Connell. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, he's hosted the Wendy Williams show. He loves Bravo. Like, I feel like he could be someone, and he's been in front of the camera and in that entertainment space for so long. Like, I feel like he'd be a good. I actually agree with you. I think that is, he's a really good replacement. There's something about Danny that I feel like, not that I love him or or don't like him. I don't really listen to his show either. But just from what I've seen for the digital footprint that he's been able to leave in the Bravo world, he's going to yeah. do something with Bravo. They like him and he knows how to play the behind the scenes politics game of oh, grooming yeah. the producers and like, you know, uh, fluffing up the egos of certain housewives. Like he knows what he's for doing. Sure. He knows what he's doing, and I think he's going to have some sort of job at Bravo in the near future. But when it comes to replacing Andy Cohen, I actually think that Jerry O'Connell, at first when you said Jerry, I was like, oh, but he's kind of vanilla, and his show didn't do really well. But I actually think that there's a future for him. Um, Yeah, I mean, I love seeing Jerry O'Connell every time he's on Watch What Happens Live. But I do agree with you with the whole... Danny Pellegrino thing being somewhat of like a surrogate in the Bravo space somehow. Like he definitely, I mean, did you see him on what, uh, he was the bartender recently when, um, that's what I mean. And, was, yeah. And, and like people, um, one, he's also co-written a book with Ariana and Tom. He's the, he was the co-author for that. Right. That was him, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. And, um, he's he's been to BravoCon. I want to say he he did one of the panels, didn't he? At BravoCon, he moderated. Oh, that. I'm sure. I'm sure. So like, yeah, he's, he's definitely a 
Yes. Yeah, go ahead. He's definitely like working his way up the ladder. And the thing is, Bravo's very, there are so many other podcasters that I think have done a really good job of owning a space in the Bravo world that haven't been picked mm-hmm. up by Bravo, but he has. And I think it's because he knows how to play the behind the scenes politics game. And that's why I think he could actually have a very um, near future with Bravo. You know, that is true. I listen to so many like Bravo related podcasts and that are better. Yeah, that are so much better, but I haven't seen them um, on a Watch What Happens Live or doing something, you know, related to Bravo in that in that sense. So I, I do agree with you on that. Okay. Um, Vicky, have you been listening to Whip It Up with Vicky? That's her new podcast. I know. I haven't been listening. I did listen to her latest episode with Andy just because, I mean, I don't think Andy could do any wrong. Um so I did listen to that episode. I was curious about other other episodes of hers. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with her uh, interviewing skills, I guess, on with Andy. But I also, I don't know. I I I, I also think I need a social distance from Vicky too. <laughs> like, I I I I think her departure was well timed. Um, I know a lot of people are upset by it, but it was but, yeah. It was so time. It was 1000% time for her to go. Like she just, she, and I think she could have had the opportunity. And I've said this a ton of times on the show. I think she would have had a really great opportunity to leave gracefully and have a chance to do fun cameos on the show moving forward. But her ego got so big. And I listened to one of her episodes or clips from one of her episodes where she was of her new podcast, where she was basically saying that like producers were, you know, egging her on and telling her that she was going to have a spot. So what we saw her frustration wasn't so much about losing her spot on the show, but it was about how she felt like she was guaranteed. She was told that she was guaranteed a spot. And then it kind of continued to change by the day to the point where she then got frustrated and became angry but I think she got too caught up in the weeds and didn't pay attention to like the bigger picture of what her perception was going to be and I think she thought that her stunt at BravoCon was going to secure her a space on on Bravo moving forward and it really didn't yeah no and I mean I definitely like yeah she it's the thing too is like if I listened to this last episode with Andy and like there were actually some cringeworthy moments when she would bring up the firing like she would continuously say when I was fired I got fired I'm fired from the show I'm this and this is that and she's like Vicky like let it go like this is I know that this has been your life for the last several years but like I like, I don't need to hear like I'm tired of hearing like this you know the sad song about it type of a thing and yeah. it's just like it, it's she's she's a lot we know that that's why we loved her for so long and why we still do love her I think she's fabulous but also like you keep talking about how you have so many other things going on. Like I'd rather hear about that than hearing about how you got fired from, from Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> like I like, sorry, it sucks, but let's move on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so what did you think of her interviewing Andy on her podcast? You know, aside from her continuously making it really uncomfortable with the firing talk, um, I thought it was really cool. Like I, Love, I love hearing things about these shows, like you, um, the expression, like, see how the sausage is made. Like, I thought Andy was pretty candid with, like, talking about how they choose, you know, cities and locations. And uh, I think he talked about how they fired a PA for, like, putting the wrong, 
like alcohol in the shots keys or something recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just like fun little things that like is just, like interesting and you know quirky. Um, and then also like Vicky mentioning some like I also like inner workings of housewives like housewife crossovers. So she talked about a little bit about the Teresa drama um, with with Joe and the money and stuff, which I kind of felt like she was a little bit insensitive to it. Um, In what but way? That's just big. Well, with her saying that she thinks Teresa knew more than than she's leading on, and that how can someone be so naive and not know those things? And I think we see a lot with New Jersey, the culture in. And the like the Italian yeah. family culture of the man taking care of it and the woman just doing what she you know and as as you know the years have gone by we've seen them kind of break away from that but that also has to do with like the society as a whole has like moved forward and progressed so it's like I could totally see how Teresa didn't know and wasn't aware and just knowing Teresa not, I don't know her personally but like seeing her personality on camera like she doesn't really seem to be the type to ask questions like, Oh, there's money in the bank account. Okay. I'm going to go spend it. Like she doesn't seem like the type to be like, well, wait, what, how did this appear or yeah. whatever? Um, so I thought she was a little bit insensitive in, in those regards. And also I just feel like Vicky thinks that if you're not like me, I don't have the same respect for you type of a thing, you know? Um, so, I, but I also did like when she talked about Bethany um, reaching out to her after she got fired from Orange County. I thought that was really cool and like neat to hear or get a little insight into those conversations that they had. Um, Bethany giving her some type of some like advice and stuff. And then yeah. also Vic, Vicky reaching out to Leanne Locken, which I found to be interesting too. And I know you said, you don't watch Dallas, but do you have any opinions on the Leah Locken drama at all? Yes, I will. And I'll, I'll touch on that. But right before I okay. get into Leanne, I wanted first talk about Vicky reaching out to Leanne because I think that was so I think what happened there is Bethany reached out to Vicky and mm-hmm. Vicky saw the by sharing it on her podcast. She saw the press that that brought. So then Vicky then decided I'm going to now reach out to Leanne and talk uh, to her. Like I thought that that was a more of a calculated move. Yeah. When I think sounds- Bethany offering Vicky advice was I thought the advice she offered her was really sweet. And I agree. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was time for Vicky to move on. And then to piggyback off of what we were talking about with Teresa, I think Vicky, because you said that you thought it was a little insensitive, which I kind of agree with. But the reality is like Vicky, either the the two realities that we have to face are and it's one of the other is that Teresa was either really dumb and chose to like Mm -hmm. not engage in any of that. And you can see the way that she was spending her cash and everything that like she really didn't want to know. She really didn't care. And whether she felt it in her gut, she just wanted to keep her head in the clouds. And so Mm -hmm. there's that reality or there's the reality that she really did know that something was going on. But I don't think there's any room for any middle ground with this specific case. Yeah, it's one or the other. She either knew or she had her head in the clouds and has to own either side of it. And I think she's kind of owning the dumb, the not the dumb, but the um, owning the part that the she naive. really, yeah, naive. I think that's a better word. Um, or as Melissa yeah. Borga says, <laughs> ignorant. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of Leanne Locken, I think it's interesting because I was listening to, who was it? Oh, I was listening to Joyce on, from Real Houses of Beverly Hills when she was on Heather McDonald's uh-huh. podcast recently. And she yeah. was saying that the comments that Brandy made back in season four of Beverly Hills, where Brandy basically had made some uh-huh. comments um, 
about Joyce and uh, she, um, Joyce. Yeah, and in black that, people not being able to swim. Yes. And, yeah. And so yeah. Joyce then um, said that had, or the what came up in the conversation was had those comments been, had that episode aired as a new episode today, that Brandy would have, the same thing that happened to Leanne currently would have happened to Brandy then. And I completely agree that it's crazy how that was only like, what, six years ago, but how quickly our culture yeah. has, has shifted um, and become more yes. mindful of these things. But what I think with yeah. Leanne is, um, I think we're finally seeing a point with Bravo where they're realizing that the audience is a lot smarter and savvier than they once believed that they were. Because like yeah. one of the reasons we constantly see repetition in a lot of Bravo episodes is so that when you tune into an episode, it doesn't matter if you're a new viewer, you've missed out for a couple of weeks, you always know what's going on. And you're always, mm-hmm. you don't have to actively be paying attention to every single, um, you know, minute of what, of airtime on the show. And so yeah. what we're seeing now with Vicky and with Teresa, even in this most recent season of Real Housewives of New Jersey, where we saw that the producers kind of, flipped on her and then she flipped off the camera and they broke the fourth wall. I think what we're seeing is we're shooting down, we're shooting down these egos of these housewives and letting them know that like, you can't bully the network anymore. Whereas I think in the past there was a lot of that where they're like, I'm the OG, I'm the big dog, yada, yada, yada. And I think Leanne, because some of the other cast members said that she got away with a lot of stuff. I think that, yeah, they were protecting her. And I, I loved, I loved that. I love that they're breaking the fourth wall more. Oh, like yeah. even with the reunion of, of Dallas when they did bring up like, yeah, like we didn't say anything because we didn't think it was going to make air. Like, you know, and it goes, it goes her before and it's, yeah, it goes to show you how much a lot of these housewives do get protected. And I think leaving in mm-hmm. Teresa's comment in New Jersey, where she was like, I really hope they don't air this. And Melissa's like, they're going to use yeah. this. Like, you yeah. can, you just know there were so many times Teresa got away with stuff, which makes yeah. you think back to the old seasons of like Kim D and when they were trying to mm-hmm. accuse Melissa of being a stripper, like how many times they probably direct, protected Teresa there too. Yeah. So no, I totally, and I, I, I will say that I was a little bit disappointed with Bravo and the Liam Lockin situation where I think they should have announced that they were letting her go. Yeah. And this is why, as opposed to giving her the narrative to to cast her own goodbye. Um, and, and the Joyce interview on the um, Juicy Scoop episode, it was so juicy <laughs> um, and was actually pretty revealing. I, I liked, I like how candid she got, but I, I really did appreciate her bringing up that point about Brandy when it was like, yeah, like Brandy did say some really off the wall stuff um, that probably wouldn't fly, you know, on today's today's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But I mean, she's coming back, so who knows? Who knows what we yeah. have in store for this season? <laughs> I think what Bravo needs to do is either put their foot down and say, yes, you know, and I guess we can make this a little more specific with Leanne is like either put, like you said, put your foot down and say, yes, we let her go for this reason. But I think mm-hmm. they they are trying to really not get their hands dirty. But I think like we're seeing that they can only go so far with that. Eventually, the audience is going to turn on them and be like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, like have a stance. Like I get it. They don't want to get political, but like have a stance and be like, no, we let her go because the remarks that she said, we don't believe reflect, you know, where we're at as a company. And we don't want to put that message out there. We're, we're, 
we are showing people's real lives and these are real comments that she made, but yet it's not a reflection of the values and morals that we hold here at Bravo. I think it should have been yeah. something simple like that without giving her the option yeah. of, you know, getting or not getting away with it, but giving her the option of announcing her to walk away like yeah. scotch free essentially. Like it wasn't a big deal when it clear when the cast members even outed her at the reunion been like, no, this is her. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. What do you think of Ramona and Mario getting quarantined or living in quarantine (laughs) together? I think it's so cute. I mean, everyone needs a companion during this hectic time. Do Um, you? Because I feel like people are going crazy with their significant (laughs) others right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're in a a big enough space to where if they needed to be alone for a little while, they could do do that. But I think it's really sweet. And I mean, it just speaks to you know, true soulmates. You may lose touch and be out of touch for a while, but when things really hit the fan, you you come back in one another's life. So I, I think it's adorable. Are I really you- like Mario. I like seeing him in the last seasons of, of Roni. I think he's really cute. I'm I'm rooting for them. <laughs> are you currently quarantined alone or are you with Bay? With Bay. Yes. How are you how are you like living right now? Like you guys are gonna be, have to be together for a minute. We've been together for yeah, I mean it's five years. We're, you know we're we're doing a good job. We um we have totally different tastes in television. So when I want to watch My Housewives and Bravo and stuff, I just pop it on my computer, which is fine. Um, and then he has caught some tailwinds of uh, what did he see last night? Uh, Atlanta. So like you know it's 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 a struggle. He hates. It's Bravo. Uh, it's one of our biggest, you know, things in our relationship that we have to overcome. But um, no, it hasn't been too bad. I mean, we're only on day five, so we'll no, see. You, you've just been spending a lot of time in the bedroom. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, there's that too. <laughs> I wonder if Ramona and Mario are just going to end up getting back together at this point. Like, I just feel like at some point when you are looking at who you want to spend the rest of your life with, like you really just want like that companion, you know? I think so. And, you know, we brought you brought up Heather McDonald a couple of times and she has this theory about Ramona and, um, and Mario of um, when Avery has a baby and their grandparents, like that will bring them back as a couple. Mm. Um, and I just think this whole coronavirus thing is just expediting that process for them. And, you know, they'll, they'll I, I do think, I do see them together um, in the long run. And like, who's better to be with if you have to be with somebody than someone that knows you so intensely? Like yeah. Ramona can't be shacked up with some like random guy that she just like started dating. Like it has to be Mario. So I like it. I agree. I like them together. And and like you said, like they know each other. You know, it's not like you have yeah. to start all over again with somebody new. They already know what it's like to live with each other. And I think them being quarantined together is giving them an opportunity to remember what it was like to live together again. Yeah. Um, and I think they've spent enough time apart to be like, okay, I think we can do this again. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's cute. I want a camera in there. I want to see what's going on. Uh, I love it. Okay. So while we're on the topic of being quarantined, I want you to know, I want to know from you, if you had to be quarantined with five housewives for the next three weeks, who would your top five be and why? Uh, My top five. 
Um, okay. So I'm going to start with Kyle Richards. Um, and I want to be quarantined in her house. So mm. that's why Kyle love her backyard. Love, it's like a little garden. We got a pool, even though it's been rainy. Um, love her house. And I love Kyle. I think she's really sweet and cool. Um, and then like all of her daughters will be there. And I think her daughters are really cute. I like Sarah. Um, so yeah, Kyle. And then I love me some Erica Jane. Mm. Um, we will, you know, slap the puss. We will yeah. do some dance moves. We'll make some music videos. We'll be thoroughly entertained. Uh, maybe bring the glam team in, put some wigs on. It'll be fun. And then I think I'm going to jump over to Dallas. I'm going to do Stephanie Holman. Okay. And I'm going to do Steph because I think she's like the realest housewife um, across all franchises. Uh, we could talk about like actual stuff. If like something's bothering me, like I could go to her and like she she's like a real chick. So like she she'd be that like realness that you need um, when you're stuck uh, in a house for three days. And then for the food, I'm going to go with my girl, Teresa. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do Teresa because she could do both. She can make me really delicious, fatty Italian food. And she could also make me healthy training to be a bodybuilder food. So, like, if I want to be healthy one day or whatever, like, she's she's got covered. And then also I could just, like, pick her brain about what it was like to be, be in prison. prison. Yeah. Not that I ever want to go. Um, and then also, you know, we get some more juice about Juicy Joe um, and whatnot. And then lastly, for the last, I think I'm going to go with my girl Portia Williams from Atlanta because uh, she's hilarious. And I just want to do like twerking contests with her and just laugh and kiki for three weeks. I, love I think it. that's my five. Yeah. It. Who are yours? Okay, mine are um, Sonia Morgan, because I think she would just be a real hoot to be around, and she would just kind of (laughs) make sure there's never a dull moment, because you can only watch so much TV. Uh, Dorinda, I want Dorinda, because um, she can make a stiff... she makes it nice. She makes it nice. She can make a real (laughs) stiff cocktail. Remember when you see her teaching him how to make Ah, that mint julep? She'd be like, and just a splash of soda water. Um, So, and, and, and Dorinda, because I think she could put together a good aerobics class that we would all be working out to. Okay. Okay. I like that. For food, I picked Caroline Manzo because I feel like she could cook Ooh. up a good dish. Like, and I also feel like she would keep it real, whereas I feel like Teresa doesn't really give you the tea. You know, she's just so. Okay. Um, she'll she'll be mad at me for crying. Yeah, yeah. Whereas okay, I okay, that's like, a and, good point. And I feel like if anybody gets out of hand, Caroline can set everybody you know in line. That is true. And then I want Lisa Rinna because I feel like she'll also be just like great entertainment. She'll get dance parties ready to go to keep us entertained. Um, yeah. She does like, she knows how to do fun activities. I wouldn't want to live in her house though. Cause I think it's ugly. Um, <laughs> the decor is not the best. <laughs> no. And then my last one, I'm going to go with Bronwyn because she always oh. has, Bronwyn always has gluten-free snacks. 
Okay, for the gluten-free snacks. Mm-hmm. I like that. Bronwyn I actually, like I posted my top five picks on my Instagram and Bronwyn actually reposted it. And she said that her kitchen, her fridge is always stocked with gluten-free snacks. So we can oh, I love that. Yes. Um, yeah, I didn't want to pick like too many hospitals that were like from the same city. Iconic. Oh, the iconic. Well, yeah, the same city and two. Like because like those are the ones that are all crazy. So like I don't know how if that crazy will wear thin too quickly. You know. Yeah. Like I was thinking, like I would love a, I would love to be with you know a Nini or a uh, a Bethany or or a Dorinda. I think Serena would be pretty chill for the most part, but like, or a Ramona can't be with a Ramona for three weeks. Like, but I love her maybe for a dinner every, every three weeks, but yeah. not for three weeks straight. So I tried to pick girls that like I could see being fun in the moment, but also like being chill too. I, yeah, I, I, I was also so really fun. thinking of adding in Kyle just because I also think she would be like just very level. Like for me, like I love Bethany. I love Brandy, but I feel like they wouldn't be somebody that I could stick around for three weeks with. Um, oh, yeah. No, they're like happy hour. Friends. <laughs> yeah, like Bethany right now, like she's just like super crazy about everything that's going on. And she's so intense with it that I'm just like, she's just, oh, yeah. she's going to put us all to work in the quarantine. And <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um <laughs> You need you need a distract. We need a distraction yeah. during this time, and yeah, we'd be doing too much be strong foundation work. Yeah, which I'm good. I'm happy. I'm I'm be strong with you, girl. But like sometimes I don't know if I can do that for three weeks straight. She just gets so intense with this stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. Now let's let's transition over. Oh, so if you guys want to also uh, choose your top five housewives, you can go to at no filter with Zach. That's our show account. And there's a blank one of these that you can screenshot on our stories and post and tag oh the God. housewives that you want. So we tag we posted and tagged and a lot of the housewives have actually reposted. Um, Love that. I'm going to so, do one. Yes, do one. And then because we did this, we did when I had uh, the Daily Dish guys on the podcast, uh-huh. we did one with our top, I think it was like our top 10 housewives and people loved it and it like spread like an STD. So <laughs> it spread like the coronavirus. Um, so <laughs> we can, so go ahead and, and let us know which top five housewives you would like to be quarantined with for the next five weeks or sorry, for the next three weeks. Nobody wants to stay with anybody for five weeks. Um <laughs> At No Filter with Zach. Okay, let's move on to best housewife seasons ever. So if anybody's thinking of rewatching anything right now, they can rewatch the top five housewives seasons of all history in all the franchise Love history. It. Okay, so you really have to think about this one. I really had to think about it. Yeah, what, I mean, there's so many seasons. <laughs> I know. What would you say are your all-time favorite seasons of any franchise? Um, okay, so I'm just going to get this one right out there. Uh, only two words. Uh, Roni, season two, Scary Island. That, oh, you know. yes. How did I miss yeah. that one? <laughs> that's, that's all you need, Scary Island. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go ahead and go with season five of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that. This is the first season with Rena. And Eileen, who was a good housewife for, you know, a couple of seasons. But then I think this is also the Munchausen season. And it was most definitely the Amsterdam season when Renna breaks the glass at yes. Kim Richards and say, you will never talk about my husband. Yes. Epic. Epic. Um, and I think I'm going to go season nine of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because this was the whole Phaedra Candy fallout. 
Um, not sure if you're, I know you don't watch it uh, religiously, but like when Phaedra started and spread a rumor that Candy and her husband essentially drug women mm, and, yes. uh, and sleep with them. Yes. So this was the season when their relationship fell apart, um, rightfully so. Um, and it was amazing, not amazing, like a sad that happened, but it was really entertaining television. Um, and then I think I'm going to go ahead and say this last season of Jersey. Um, that was great. I like getting a lot more information about Teresa and Joe's relationship. I thought she was more candid than ever about the things that have happened in the relationship. I still think she's in denial for the reunion saying that, you know, Joe was like only mean to her when the cameras were there, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, I think Jennifer and Jackie have proven to be really good additions. I thought Jennifer had a strong first season, but the second season, I think Jackie has shown her, um, her, you know, reasons of why she's a good housewife. I really appreciated her being so candid about her eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And I also thought that Jennifer did a really good job with everything going on with her mom and her brother. And, bridging that relationship gap and and that you know cultural gap as well um with her brother being gay um and then lastly um i don't know how many seasons the whole brooks and vicky drama happened in oc but all the seasons that that was going on and even like the season after with the fallout of vicky trying to apologize and get camera and shannon to be her friend again like those were prime, the prime of the years, I think. Um, Megan King Edmonds finding out that Brooks was lying about cancer, like all of that is television gold. So those are my top five, I think. Those are good ones. Cause like, ugh, I think so. Every, like that, those were the seasons that like something like really juicy stuff happened. Mm hmm. Okay. So yeah. Um, so, so yeah, those are my, what are yours? Okay, so at the top of the list, it's going to be only because this is technically like one full season because they filmed them back to back. Real Housewives mm-hmm. of New Jersey four and five. That okay. was the whole after the the stripper gay and then Teresa was going to was a facing going to prison and she had her fallout with yeah. Jacqueline and Caroline. And yes. that was when they tried to go up into that was when they were with Dr. V and Dr. V tried to help them when they went on the retreat and then they were fighting and Joe's hair dye got everywhere. Those were <laughs> that was a great period in in Jersey. I loved this last season, too, but I don't know if it would make top five. But yeah, they, you know, those... that, that, the season that you're, you're mentioning was very good. It, it just always breaks my heart to see Teresa and Joe fight, yeah. um, Joe being her brother. So, but no, that was a really, those two were really strong seasons from Jersey. And then I agree with you with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season five, because that's when Rena came in. That's when Eileen came in. Brandy was still in the mix. There was the mm-hmm. whole glass breaking in Amsterdam. Like those were just great. You never yeah. go after my husband. <laughs> I was like, was like, I love Rena. That's her. Top, like, that might be her top housewife. That was her breakout season, and she didn't even have yeah. to try. She wasn't even like desperate for the attention. Like, it was just natural. No, it was. It I was mean, great. but when you're gold. playing off of Kim and Brandy, like, those are just good. <laughs> good acting partners to play Kim's off. Of. Like, I don't like you, Eileen. You beast, and Eileen's like beast. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> 
Like that scene just takes the cake. Um, and <sighs> even though Real Housewives of New York season two was really good because we had Kelly Ben Simone and it was the whole mm-hmm. um, scary island, I'm actually going to give it to Real Housewives of New York season 10, which is I think the season we huh. broke down the we show together, together because yeah. it had so many. We had Luann going to prison or to jail. Oh, we had um, the, the Cartagena. We had Cartagena, the boat where they almost died. Like, oh my God. So many, so many good like moments. And that was that, that wasn't with Barbara. That was the season before Barbara, right? Yeah. That was the season before Barbara, Barbara. but I did not like Barbara either. I I, I think they gave her a bad edit, but um, no, season 10 was great. God, how can I forget Luann going to jail? Yeah. And Stumbling in someone else's hotel room. Because 11 was Uh, great too, but I think 10 cake takes the cake. Yeah, it does for sure. The Caroline and um, and Bethany fall out too. Yes. Um, okay. And yeah. then I'm going to give it to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season two. Because that was the mm-hmm. whole Taylor Armstrong drama with Russell. Oh, and that yes. was the, the white party where they weren't allowing them into the party. And they threw all the yeah. drama about that. And that was the, the the Kim and Kyle drama. Like that one was just so crazy. I also kind of like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season three. Because that's when we brought Brandy into the mix. And that's when the <laughs> doing coke in the bathroom and they were hiding her yeah. crutches. The early seasons of Beverly Hills were phenomenal. Yeah, I think season one through three of Beverly Hills were seasons one through five, but leave out season four. I think those are the best. Mm-hmm. Season four is when we had not- Carlton and Joyce, and I just didn't love that season. I don't like Carlton. Uh, yeah, Carlton. She, that was a weird addition. I think they were just trying to bring in the, I think originally she came cast because she was, um, you know, she had a bit of a, a looser relationship and she had an open marriage and she was into like crystals yeah. and stuff. And then they just ended up editing her to be into like this big witchy chick. And then yeah. it just did not play well. Not at all. Yeah, I think those are my my top picks. Those are your five. Was that five? Oh my god! And if you watch Not- all of those, then you're gonna be like, "What?" I mean, it was technically six because I said Beverly Hills two and three, and then Housewives of New Jersey four and five. Um, but like, if you watch those all in order, you're probably gonna have like a heart attack with how <laughs> scandalous they all were. I uh, yeah now yeah I'm gonna go back and start I think Atlanta and Beverly Hills at season one and just alternate one after. <laughs> One episode after another, going back and forth. So, love it. Yeah, love it. So much time on our hands. <laughs> I know, right? Now that we're at home with all this time on our hands. Um, okay, so <laughs> to close out the show, I want to play a fun round of "Would You Rather" with old housewives, and you have to pick to bring. You have to pick one of them to bring back. Okay. Okay. So, if you had to on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, would you bring back Joyce or Carlton? Joyce. Joyce. I actually really liked Joyce after listening to her Heather McDonald interview. I actually had a much different appreciation for her. Totally agree. I would, I would love to see her. And I think her lifestyle was a little bit more in line with the Beverly Hills cast too. Um, Yeah. I would love to see her. Um, The twins or Amber Marchese on Real Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) You know, it just based off of my morals alone. I'm going to go with the twins. Okay, I well, can't bring back Amber Marchese and her husband. Disgusting. What about Ziggy and Amber? Ziggy. Yeah. People yeah, really, I'm Ziggy. surprised by how many people didn't like her. 
You know, I I liked her. She had a great first season, and her issues with Marge is what I don't understand. Yeah, and like I I thought she totally went crazy um, with that whole Marge uh, drama. So I I do like her, but I just I couldn't ever. I never was able to wrap my head around why she and Marge didn't get along. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't understand their fight either. Um, Caroline or Jacqueline? Mm. Mm, that's hard. I think I think Caroline because I also think that Dolores has more of a relationship with Caroline than Jacqueline, and so I I mean I mean we saw Teresa say that they would never be friends again, but. I think, I think Caroline, I like her family. The kids are older. Um, she's a little bit lighter. She brings wisdom. Um, yeah, I think Caroline, who would you pick? Um, I feel like Jacqueline would bring, I don't know. I feel like they're both, I think I would pick. They would both bring the drama. Yeah. They would both bring the drama because there's the conflict. And also like, I want to see, Dina back, but I also so uh, did Dina and Caroline not talk anymore? They still? talk again. No, I think they're talking again. But I okay. just I feel like we already gave Dina a chance to come back, and she really blew it. <laughs> like, that was not a great season. That was like the season we want to forget in Jersey history. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, what about Adrian or Taylor from Beverly Hills? <sighs> Um, Adrian, because I like I feel like Taylor's been through so much that I don't know if TV is the right thing for her to get into. She did what was it like a marriage? She did marriage boot camp, and her and her new husband oh. were on that, and that was wild. Like she's just she needs to like live yeah. just a quiet life now. Some people don't need the bright lights, you know. I think it just like, adds too much stress for her. Yeah. Okay, what about Jill or Alex from New York? Um, you know, I think Alex. I think she was kind of quirky and weird. I like that. What was she? She said she called her a, a thug in a cocktail dress. Alex was good. Yeah. I don't know if I love okay. Simon, though. Her and Simon were just way too wild for me. I I like it. <laughs> Their shopping <laughs> excursions, like they were, they yeah. were a wild one. But I think yeah. I agree. I, I, mean, think I, I think I would rather bring back Alex than Jill. Yeah, yeah. I think Jill would be okay now that Bethany is gone. But um, yeah, I think Alex. Why not? Yeah, I agree. Just to give it some, give the show. Not that the show needs any more dimension, but like to just give it a little more. Like Jill, we know Jill, and it's the same tune. You yeah, know? yeah. I agree. All right, Chelsea Stark-Jones, where can people keep up with you? What do you have going on now that you're... Oh, man, home? now that I'm quarantined, you know, the... I mean, not to, you know, bring anything down. It's just I, I work... We both work in the uh, entertainment industry, and a lot of work has been halted. So um, I don't have a lot of work currently going on, but you could catch up with my quarantine journey on Instagram at C underscore S Jones. And, um, you know, I work in the sports industry and a lot of sports have been canceled. So it's been, it's been a slow burn. Um, but yeah, it's, that's where you can catch me. 
underscore a stones where you can see some of the work that I've produced at chelseastarkstones.com. Love it. Yes. All right. Thank you, Chelsea Stark Jones. Everyone go and follow at C underscore S Jones on Instagram, right? Yes. All righty. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the social medias and JustPlainZach.com. We have a new episode of Hashtag Adulting, which came out yesterday. We have Alexis Haynes, a.k.a. Alexis Nyers from Pretty Wild, if you remember that show. She was part of, like, the bling ring, and there was all the drama, and then E covered it on Pretty Wild. It was, it's, a, it's a juicy interview, and I ask her all about Nancy Joe because it's the number one, like, meme that everybody remembers her from is her voicemail, leaving Nancy Joe a voicemail. So go and check that out on the Adulting Podcast, and check out a new stay tuned for a new episode of hashtag no filter with zach peter this when this actually sorry today's wednesday this friday every monday wednesday and friday we have a special guest coming on this friday so get ready it's gonna be good and we have another special guest coming out next week like it's good this is gonna be a good i'm gonna save you during the quarantine that's what i'm here for i'm just gonna be you know the crusader saving the country why not um don't forget to follow me at just plain zach again follow chelsea at c underscore s jones she posts really cute photos of her and her boyfriend and she's always keeping up with the latest bravo news so slide into our dms and let us know what you're keeping up with all right guys i'll see you friday okay bye join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.